0: So, notice how it feels to be here. Even before we begin to sit, notice that you have an attention that can come home to this body and this sensation and this state and these thoughts, and not attach to them, but just Gently observe how it feels. How does it feel to be here today
1: on this rainy day? And maybe it's not
0: rainy where you are. How does it feel to be here with others And I'm glad to see you and to be with you. And I thought it would be nice to tell you a little story so you can just relax. There's something I find relaxing about someone saying, let me tell you a story, as opposed to, let me give you a good, strict lecture. Let me give you some straightening out. We're not going to go in that direction. We're going to have a story. So just relax. And here we go. Once upon a time, my friends, there was a poor mill. Beautiful daughter. She was beautiful and talented and gifted in every way. And he was extremely proud of her. But he was poor and very, very insecure. And one day he happened to meet the king. And his insecurities got the upper hand, and he was bragging. He couldn't help himself about this beautiful daughter. And he got carried away and said, and she has the most extraordinary talent. She can spin straw into gold. Because he saw that the king wasn't much impressed to just hear about beauty because he had easy access to beautiful women, but this, this topped everything. And so I just invite you to, to consider without thinking too much about it, have any of you had a father or a mother who expected something of you or you thought they did, that wasn't in your nature, it wasn't your particular interest, but you felt you had to give it to them to be acceptable, to be truly loved. Now, Don't think too much about it. The truth is many of us Pick up the idea that we need to do something extra or different to really make an impact on our parents and win their love. At any rate, this young woman did. So she was betrothed to the king. And she was very excited. She got swept up. You might say she was love-bombed by this king, this probably very narcissistic king, and just dazzled. And not only did she want to please her parents, but he was a king, and it was dazzling. And he probably showered her with gifts. And she was repeatedly told, that her life was a fairy tale. So she flowed into this, got swept up, married this famous king. How exciting. But secretly, secretly knew this wasn't her. It wasn't her. And he kept expecting her to spin the straw into gold to not be straw. She didn't dare just be herself. And she was in despair. And so in came this strange little creature who volunteered to do this impossible thing, to turn the straw to gold. And she had to agree because she felt like her life was at stake if she didn't do it. And so he did it, and he did it, and he did it. And she went along with it. And the king was never, ever satisfied. He was never satisfied. Their whole relationship was built on this lie that she had to be something other than she was and to produce something, glittering, something better than her natural expression. Have you ever felt like that? Ever. And so finally, finally, she had a child and she knew what it was like, not just to love a child, but to be in this very loving and natural relationship with another human being. With this baby, she could just be straw. She could just be herself. And so she, at at this point, the little man who came to spin the gold wanted to take her child her child. Imagine how she felt. And maybe your baby is a project, a creative project or something, and you don't want it to be hijacked. So she sent out a messenger, this very compassionate aspect of herself, of her attention to discover the true name of this little man, his true identity. Who was he? And what did he really want? And so this messenger opened his vision, her vision wide, and observed and allowed for every kind of manifestation. And slowly came to see finally this little creature and what he, she, they wanted was to be seen, to be acknowledged, to be alive. And not much different than the young woman. And he got a name, he got a name. And he took it back to the young woman and she could confront this split off part and say, I see you, I know you. And I know what you're doing. You're trying to protect me and spit me and make gold out of what you think is straw. But I'm here to tell you, Rumpelstiltskin, that I am not afraid to be straw that henceforth I will not need your services I am going to be myself just as I am so Rumpelstiltskin completely freaked out he was so upset so upset and some accounts of this story he just split in two he was so angry but In this version of the fairy tale, what happens is that the young woman has seen that mechanism inside each of us and it's a mechanism more than a person that is created to make us something better than we are, something shinier, Something more valuable. She sees it. And it's not like she needs to banish it. Seeing it itself reduces its power. And in this version of the story, there isn't a lot of drama, but she just calmly, calmly confronts the king. Confronts her father and most importantly, embraces and sees herself and says, Thank you very much. I'll take it from here. And leaves a marriage. She leaves a marriage. She frees herself from something unwholesome and based on a lie. Knowing that love is here. Love is here. And she announces in this fairy tale that she has found love. True love. She was taught it by her baby, and she proclaims to the kingdom that love is here, that she is completely acceptable, and more than that, completely valuable, and that yearning for love that has driven her all those years to be shinier, and better and feel desperate and frightened should she ever be discovered by her father, by her king, by anyone else, doesn't need to have power anymore because the one she has been looking for is right here. Right now, there is an attention inside us that's waiting to be discovered, that sees and receives with love and kindness and understanding. We don't need to strive outside. So let's sit together for about 20 minutes and then we can talk. And we take a comfortable seat and be upright, as upright as you can be and still be comfortable. And notice how it feels to give yourself permission, full permission, to be just exactly as you are today. And just feeling the feet on the floor, your bottom on a cushion. Feel the weight
1: of the body.
0: And notice how it feels to have that be something that you welcome, welcome. Please feel free to take up space. And Notice that there is an attention here that can turn to
1: see without any kind of comment. Just see.
0: Notice that this attention itself begins to soften you, soften
1: and open you.
0: Notice how alive you are, how sensation blooms under the touch of attention, accepting kind
1: attention.
0: Let everything continue to happen just as it is thinking, feeling. And when you see that you're distracted, gently come home to sensation, to a presence that sees without comment and judgment.
1: with loving acceptance. how it feels to return to presence.
0: sensation into stillness. When you get lost in thinking, dreaming, just come back again to sensation, to presence. Notice how it feels to return to presence and let yourself be seen without fear of judgment,
1: of comment.
0: Notice how it feels to rest in the light of a presence that's still
1: but alive. Very alive. See that you can
0: begin again any time. Come home to sensation and open to a presence that sees with love, with acceptance. And I thank you for your practice, for sharing your presence. And if you have observations or questions about this practice, we'd love to hear from you. It's wonderful to hear from other voices. And please don't wait to uh, raise your hand Can be called on, feel free to speak.
2: I just have a quick technical question about the Friday sitting on the 10th, the in-person one, if you need an RSVP or if we can just come. Uh, You can just come. Thank you.
0: And it's interesting to notice while we just sit in stillness, what do you feel like you're trying to think of something to say? Or sometimes you can just allow something to be said, an observation
1: or stillness.
0: And one reason um, why I love fairy tales is because like a good dream, we are really every part. And this fairy tale in particular really reminds me that when we wake up, we awaken downward that there are are layers and layers in us that begin to open to be seen by our own loving attention, to be seen with
1: acceptance
0: practice to see what gets in the way of presence and typically it is the feeling or the perception or the idea that this part should not be seen shouldn't be there this striving part or this part that feels unacceptable or um, not worthy, grasping, and the point is to see, see it, and call it by its true name, so to speak, note it, and see that it calms down. There's something in us that so longs, longs to be understood. And as Thich Nhat always said, understanding is acceptance. And acceptance is love. There'll be a sense in us, but what if I Really showed myself. Then I wouldn't be lovable or acceptable or enough. And this is a practice for doing exactly that. Moment by moment, discovering that to be seen is transforming. And, and it's possible, you know, and there are these lovely little messages that are coming to all of us. And please feel free to say words. I can share something that happened while you were saying there's a um, a presence in the stillness that is alive. I was sitting against this wall and I'm in Brooklyn, so all the houses are connected. It's not exactly the same thing, but just as you said that, someone took the stairs down behind me in the next home and walked down, then back, then back again. And just hearing, I don't know who it was, but someone just stepping down just filled me with this
3: like this warmth. like someone witnessing me meditating or something. It was a nice feeling.
0: Yeah, that's nice. It's really it's really wonderful to feel around others um, in actually in Brooklyn and you and not feel fear not you have the first instinct. One of contraction and defense. And also, um, and this is really something that is quietly extraordinary. Here we sit on Zoom, and many of us don't like Zoom. We're sick to death of it um, after this long year and a half. And yet, it's quietly extraordinary that we can sit together. In all different places, all different homes and actually have a feeling at moments of sharing presence. Sharing presence.
1: It's extraordinary.
2: I, I am reminded of, I can, I've looked it up in the past and I can't really quote you, but it's that step by step, inch by inch. It's a routine. I think the Three Stooges did it and the <laughs> did it, but I, it always comes into my mind because just it just happened over and over during just this meditation where my mind like, and come back to the presence you know with, with the, your guidance and whatever and so it always feels like my practice is always step by step inch by inch and I, i've come to you know embrace that and that also you know injects a bit of humor into it yeah but i i've like learning to let go of judgment I, I've been so hard on myself my whole life, and so I feel like step by step, <laughs> inch by inch, I'm just, you know, an inch at a time. I am able to let go of it, and um, it's it's just the most helpful place practice, you know. Whatever you want to call it, that I found, you know, done therapy and done what, you know, all kinds of things. But um, this is like an all encompassing thing that, um, that, that, uh, I don't know, it's mysterious and wonderful. And I'm thankful for the community of people and for your guidance. Um, that there's a community to do it together. I try to do it on my own every day. I mean, I do do it on my own every day, but um, the community has been very helpful. So many thanks. Yeah,
0: well, thank you. We got some feedback in the chat box. It was maybe Abbott and Costello that you're thinking about. Uh, uh, and, and apart from that, wonderful. Um, Illusion, uh, uh, reference, in other words. It's do practice every day, people. Please, even if it's five minutes, please, please lower your standards. That's wonderful advice. As so many people feel that. They can't practice unless they have 20 minutes or 45 minutes and quiet. And that's not so. Five minutes with your morning coffee or even on the subway or walking in nature or on the street. Remembering to bring the attention back to yourself cultivates and ability to be with ourselves in all different states. And so we slowly begin to learn that this practice isn't about achieving some perfect state but about seeing whatever arises with acceptance and compassion.
1: And slowly,
0: something expands inside, a capacity to be present more often. And for all of us, it feels so radical to be strong. Just go ahead and be straw. and stop trying to spin gold. Doesn't that feel wonderful? It feels kind of scary, but scary good.
4: There's something about the stories like Rumpelstiltskin and some of these other really ancient tales, Jack and the Beanstalk, even stories from the Gospels. As I sit with a group here in Phoenix that's led by monks from Sri Lanka, and every once in a while, they'll begin the evening by just telling a story. At other times, there's no story. We just come in and we're silent for 10 or 15 minutes, and then the sitting begins. But I always enjoy hearing that the story, especially ones that have, you know, these really deep meanings like Rumpelstiltskin, that it has an effect on me of putting my mind in this place of question, like it's almost like stretching, physically stretching before I exercise or go for a walk or a run that I find it very valuable and I was I was glad to hear that
0: story tonight. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you for that observation. And I share that sense when I hear a story, um, especially a story that's been around like that. It's like I'm being invited into my own humanity, my own deeper human nature. And it's like, it's been so valuable, especially in a year of uh, being um, apart from others and with very limited travel to realize that just to sit down is a journey, is an adventure. Every time, every time we go from the surface, from our thinking and our usual identifications to a depth that's always new as many times as we've done here because it's entering the present moment. It's entering presence as it arises. Which is always
1: a new land
5: Tracy. Yeah. Hi, I just you just reminded me of um, when you said we were talking about the power of just being seen of um, I'm, I'm researching this movie that was made in the 1990s called common fire, which is a movie about people who are committed to helping other people. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, there's this woman there named Jeannie Corton Sterner who works with kids who are in transient housing because there aren't enough homes to foster homes to help them and she just it's just it just really spoke to me she talks about how if you just say to one kid um oh you've been a great big brother or you know it's so so beautiful how you made that bouquet and then it quotes um uh whatever it is they're seen in that moment and in those moments you kindle self yeah and um i think that just seems just so important just to notice just to notice and potentially even call out Something wonderful in the day, you know. Um, I know gratitude's a big um, byword now, but I I think just interacting with another individual and letting them know the importance um, can be very helpful to yeah. both people.
0: Oh, I, I very much agree, and um, it doesn't kindle uh, that rigid and fixed sense of self that is like an identification with the story that's come, often very punishing story, but something very fluid and warm and alive. And the gift of this practice, though, and I can't emphasize it enough from my experience, is that it allows you to catch yourself in the act of pining, pining, longing for recognition to be seen, to be understood. What do I need to do? What do I need to say? How can I make myself known? And in that very moment, that anguish, that suffering, to just be still, and drop in a sensation and allow yourself to be seen by this presence that's in you and outside and always available. So this great work of healing and liberation from the conceptions of the past can begin right now in the middle of the night right this moment, wherever.
5: Wow, you you just made something even extraordinarily more beautiful out of that than I was even thinking, which is, you said, allowing yourself to be seen. Yeah. That was a really powerful statement.
0: Yeah, and I think it's, this is the practice to just show up here, or for our own practice and allow ourselves to be seen for a moment, just like this, like straw, not that spinning to present yourself in
3: another way. Um, um, hi, Tracy. I um, So I had the sense for a moment That's why I like that you said it's for just a moment or just seconds where when you were talking, I keep hearing, I know over and over again, the message, which is so real and deep for you about this accepting, loving um, presence of attention. And um, I actually got a sense of that for like a moment or two and didn't judge that it was only a moment or two. And I also thought to myself, you know, maybe maybe the simplicity of what you are teaching, even though it keeps coming back to the same message about this attention and the presence and the words are very similar, each time is profound to have the actual experience of it for the moment.
0: Know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I do. I do know what you mean. I'm, I'm, I agree with you. Yeah. It's really, it's not about the words, it's about this experience that's very real and alive. And do let it just be for seconds.
1: Yeah.
0: Because next, the next thing that will happen, you will see without judging, is that the thinking will take it the ego will take it and say, aha, I have it. And that is then just another thought.
1: Right.
0: Or the ego has an attainment. And let that be completely okay. It's it's perfectly normal. It's natural.
3: It's amazing how much judgment there is, how much judging there is. Really amazing. It really yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: It's truly amazing. And it's amazing to realize that a lot of times we're deceived into thinking that we're seeing and we're actually judging. Right.
1: Right.
0: And as someone once said to me, and it's kind of a good note to close on, and it it's a good exercise or question. And she said the minute See, judgment begins, seeing stops. And it's quite extraordinary and quite a fine practice to notice this in yourself. Where does the moment of seeing shade into judgment? And, and, you know, this isn't for us to answer uh, an invitation for us to investigate. Without judging that, the, the key is to not judge our judgments and to accept that too. And there is more and more and more to see and accept, and this is how we wake up up together so, uh, to be to be continued to be continued together and so uh, we take a comfortable seat and put two hands together in our heart space, if we wish, like other people, for so long. And we allow ourselves to feel gratitude to ourselves and for this practice, and for the sangha, for the teachings. And we don't keep it for ourselves alone. But we share freely let it shine out of us for the benefit, the welfare, the happiness, and the liberation of all beings everywhere without exception in every world, every part of the globe. And beyond. May all beings everywhere be safe and protected from harm and danger, inner and outer. May all beings everywhere have the resources they need to thrive and be well. May all beings everywhere, without exception, live with ease and know that they are completely acceptable and welcome in this world. And may be all beings everywhere, including ourselves, be free, completely free. thank you thank you so much for your practice thank you for your don, yes thank you for your donations they're so generous and help me keep going doing this and take good care of yourselves and please do come back next wednesday next sunday and if you are local next Friday. Take good care. Take good good care. care. Thank you. Thank you, Tracy. Gratitude.
1: Thank you, you, Tracy.